0: I mean, my heart's beating, my heart's beating, my hands are shaking, my hands are shaking, but I'm still shooting, I'm still getting the headshot, just like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, headshot. Just gonna send it. Back to another episode of the Just F and Send It podcast. Today's gonna be a solo one, it's gonna be a solo episode, guys, as I'm drinking my I don't know, second or third delicious 1985 IPA. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with Trez and Andy. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. There's really, two really cool guys. They got some good stuff, some cool stuff going on. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited about having them on again. I wish them the best of luck. And uh, they got some – I like the way they're doing things. I like the way they decide they're going to run things. And kind of like the whole world over there is like it's their oyster, right? So they can kind of – Yes, it's underneath the PRS umbrella, but they're far enough removed, and they have enough say-so to do what they want, and kind of run it how they want, which I highly encourage them in doing, and uh, they're two really cool dudes, and I, I was so glad to finally get them on, and... Yeah, I'm gonna have them on again. So we're definitely going to do post finale. So once they come here, shoot the finale here, and and all that, we're going to do a, another episode. Tell me about you know I don't th- I don't think either one of them have ever I don't know if I even asked them if they've ever been to the U.S. before. Maybe they maybe they have. I maybe they brought it up and I forgot about it. Who fucking knows. Um, but anyway, I got a couple things, a couple small things I want to go over, but I am going to need your help. But we're gonna get into that shortly. Uh first and foremost, a couple things I've got going on. My uh, my new Dasher barrel. So I got my first, believe it or not, my first osprey barrel from Josh. And it's I did a 28-inch proof comp contour. In six dasher from AI, and holy shit, that thing already hammers. So, what I did was to—I've got all the brass for that I've been shooting in my Rock Creek barrel, and I've—I've I've kept them separate. As as of right now, I've kept them separate, and. I have new brass for the Osprey barrel, but the new brass isn't new. It is, it was the 25 BR brass that I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with it. But I was like, all right, well, I'm going to neck it back down, essentially false shouldering the brass and uh, the necks. And then I'm going to fire them out to six dasher. So I looked around what bullets I was going to use. Um, I've got N one hundred and fifty. I've got a, a gang of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start shooting that, and I'm gonna save my Varget and my eighty two hundred eight for my uh, two twenty three when I start loading for it. We'll get into the two twenty three here in a minute. Uh, so I've got a gang of N one hundred and fifty. So I'm gonna start using that. So I got twenty nine grains of N one hundred and fifty with a I. I had, I'd have not measured it. I have no, it's false shoulder, so I don't have to jam it. Um, but I've got 108. I had a box of 100 108s. So I said, well, I've got a hundred pieces right here. I'm going to, I'm going to throw the 108s on top of them. So, uh, I did that and. They, I mean, right out of the box, like I don't even know what speed they're going. I didn't even, I didn't even pull out my lab radar. I don't really care, but they, they group pretty dang good for just a throw together load, and it's just a fire form load basically. And uh, I've got, I don't know, seventy ish rounds on the barrel right now. I had a few uh, rounds loaded from the the Rock Creek barrel. And I will say this: that the the chamber measures with the same reamer; it measures exactly like nineteen thou shorter than than with my Rock Creek. Same reamer, same cut for the same action. But the difference is the bore. The bore is it's a tighter bore on the on the Osprey, and I. I minding me not knowing shit about this, I was like, Hey, I, I text Josh. I was like, dude, this is a uh, thou shorter than my other one. He said, yeah, well that I expect that. He said, same reamer. He said, but it being a tighter bore, it's basically going to hit the OJive sooner. And it comes at like 19.999, something like that. So 20, and And that's exactly what it was. And, I was like, man, it pays to be an engineer, because that shit, I, I wouldn't never even thought about that. And he's just got the formula right there. And either way, it doesn't matter. But so I was like, all right, well, these were jumping, I think, like around 40 thou, so now they're jumping twenty thou in this chamber, in, in in this barrel. And took I took like ten rounds outside with me, and shit, they just stacked. Just stacked. So, like, I pretty much, I'm going to, now that was 31.8 grains. And that gave me, like, 29, that, that's with Varget, excuse me. No, that's not true. No, no, that was with N150 because I was not going to shoot Varget through that barrel. Um, that was N150, 31.8, which gave me the same exact speed as Varget did. It was, like, that 29, was it 15 or 20 or something like that. And out of a 26-inch barrel, well, this is a 28-inch, and I'm wanting to slow it down some anyway. I'm going to go anywhere you know, between that 28 to 28.75, hopefully right around 28.50. And, like, I don't know. I didn't – it had well, – first of all, the barrel hadn't sped up anyway. It's only had – at the time, only had, like, 50 rounds down it, and it's with more powder than what I'm going to run. But I'm going to run, like, 30 grains or less i once the barrel gets broken then that's when i'm gonna start my low development but seating depth looks pretty damn gucci so i might leave it there i might try jumping a little bit uh the problem is with jumping it more than that right now because it is a a a shorter chamber um one 104 free bore reamer so um that's a very common dasher reamer there's like a 104 then like what is it a 120 or one 23 free bore. And some people go longer, but I'll tell you what, these one four free bores. I know everyone's, you want a longer free board and they're not having to seat the bullet back so far. I don't give a shit. The one or four free boards been hammering for me. So I don't plan on changing anything. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to just get these rounds down the barrel so that I can, you know, start doing load development and, and nail the load down and, and know what it's going to be. So, uh, but recently, here I've been uh, where my I? I built a new platform at, for 100 yards. So at my house, I have 200 yards on my property, and then I've got 515 uh, ish yards from my back deck to the back of the field. Corn's growing, corn's growing. It's like higher in my head now. So you ain't seeing the target. So really, I'm stuck it for 200 and in, but I'm doing a lot of stuff at 100 now. And so I I built a new platform. My old platform was Super Ghetto. I took center blocks as my footers. and And then I took two or no, I had three pallets, right? So just regular pallets for whatever comes on pallets. And I laid those out and then took plywood and screwed to the top of the pallets connecting the three pallets and then covered that with AstroTurf and it was maybe, I don't know, a foot off the ground total, and it was falling apart. Yeah, they the it was falling apart, and so I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna do something more permanent here. I'm gonna make me a little shooting area here that's permanent. So I built a new platform with four by four legs um, and two by what I use, two by eight perimeter then did plywood all the way across the top then again we put and brace it up in the middle went back with astroturf over top of it got a two by two on top at the front to be if you want to load bipods or whatever so i've got that there and it's like hurricane proof like well i don't know the, the wind might be able to get up underneath it but the legs ain't going nowhere And I have, I got a little tote so I can put certain things in and then slide it underneath. And it's probably now like two and a half feet off the ground, two feet, two and a half feet off the ground. So there's not, you don't have to go down as far getting, getting up and off. It's not a problem, but anyway, it's enough room that I can put a tote underneath it. And I've got my lab radar, a rear bag, the lab radar tripod, which is a little small, Bullshit Amazon tripod. And I've got a mini fortune cookie in there. So what's today? Thursday, I think. What was it? Tuesday, I think. Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, I built a new barricade. It's just like the one that I have at 200. It's just at 100. So basically, it's a a 4x4 that's um, concreted in. And let's see, I, let me see, I'm pulling my measurements. Hold on. I'm going to look through my phone because I have a, it's actually Frank's. Frank sent it to me. It's a barricade. That's a an option to a PRS barricade. So it has your standard PRS barricades on one side. And then it has like in between uh, sizes on the other side, right? Where the fuck is it? Um, through My phone. And it kind of covers the whole gambit of heights that you will potentially be shooting just about anything. Um, any type of... That's not it. Fuck. Any type of tires or your PRS barricade, your, um, here it is, your rocks. So you've got standing, which is standing pretty tall. You've got standing where you're you're pretty much, you're not, bend, well, you shouldn't bend over. You should just spread your legs a little bit and have your back upright. Then you've got high kneeling, low kneeling, and then like super low shit, right? So the first measurement from the ground is 18, then 24, then 36, then 48, then 56, right? So instead of me doing all of that, what I did was I took a four by four post and I lagged in a cut two by four. So I've got two by fours that are, what did I do? Sixteen inches, right? That's on that's lagged to the four by four. Coming out. Well, obviously, we know a standard barricade typically the two by fours are turned with the four inch, like the wide part, facing up. And so I basically just cut a 12 inch two by four and screwed it to the back side of it to make it four inches, right? Um, And it kind of shirts it up a little bit. So it it basically you have a four inch surface, what would be on your typical barricade. And I mean, obviously, you're going to come up to things that are not four inches. In diameter or excuse me in width that you'll be shooting off of but that's yes, you, you got to standardize something so but anyway I hit all of those measurements so basically you'll alternate so 18 is on the right 24 is on the left 36 is on the right 48 is on the left 56 is on the right so you alternate heights and it still looks like a big tree basically and then, so then I took tw- four 12 foot four by fours and then anchored them in the ground, making a box around the barricade and the platform, the prone platform. And I'm all, I've sprayed and killed everything inside of it and I'm going to rock it, right? So finding brass is easy. You don't have to worry about cutting the grass on the inside of it and, you know, bumping stuff or cutting around. No, I'm just going to cut around the outside perimeter and, And my brass is on rock to where I can... It's it's pea gravel. And it'll be easy to find brass and all that jazz. So I'm excited about it. I've got everything done except for getting the pea gravel. Um, I'm going to get that probably next week and get it all filled in. Um, But I'm really excited about that. And let's see. What else do I got? I got some other things. I I actually wrote down notes, guys. Uh, My 223 barrel. It's shooting pretty fucking awesome. I have... uh, mentioned to you guys about it and and you know rick at gcp when he had my rifle down there doing the whole chassis thing i had him cut my 223 barrel for me down there and it's it's shooting awesome and i actually just today got my second mag from greg at bug holes he's he makes the mags you know he he wants to not get in the be in the mag business so I told him, I was like, hey, make a YouTube video, show them how to make them out of the accurate mags, and people can do them themselves. You can say, hey, go find you a mag, do this. Here's the video. And then you ain't got to worry about mags anymore. But he hadn't done that, and I don't... He has that one done very well, so I don't want to fuck up a mag. I said, I called up there, talked to... Russell, I think, Russell? Uh, really nice guy. And he actually had a one available so i bought it and so now i've got 222 223 mags but i've got to thinking i've got this 223 bolt what would be awesome would be a 300 blackout subsonic barrel on an ai i think it's been done i think it has been done i think i've seen someone posted that has a 223 bolt that i think they had enrique or greg do and they got a, a a blackout barrel cut for it so what maybe gave me really the idea was i was at uh academy sports uh, sporting goods chain and they i was i'm never in the ammo section because they're always picked clean believe it or not they had some hornady black 300 blackout subsonic ammo and it was like cheap as crap it was like 23 bucks a box uh, it came with, what, the two hundred eight a uh, A-Maxes, I think. Uh, I think that's the bullet they got in it. But either way, I, I don't even have a blackout. And I was like, well, 24 bucks for subsonic blackout? Yeah, I'll buy it. So I bought four or five boxes of it. I left a few boxes for someone else if they wanted it. So I didn't buy it all. But I bought that and I bought two boxes of the horny uh, Black 6.5 Grendel ammo because I do have a Grendel rifle. And I only have like three boxes left, so I bought a few boxes of that. That was obviously a little more expensive than, that was thinking that was like 30 bucks a box. But I haven't been able to find it yet, so I found it, bought a couple boxes of it. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. So because I'm also, uh, Norma, Norma has apparently a mailing list that if you get on it, that they will email you. They run deals on their ammo like once or twice a month. And someone on Sniper's Hide posted that they had their 223 77 grain. It's, it's their golden target bullet. I have no experience with that bullet, but it has the exact same BC as a seventy seven grain Sierra Match King. Um, they had it for like $14 a box. So I bought 27 boxes. So I've got some cool, some good train. Uh, apparently it shoots around the half inch mark. Yeah, I'm not shooting a match with it. So if it shoots close to half inch or inch, perfect. I got a tuner on that 223 barrel. So I'll probably maybe hopefully be able to dial the load, the uh, the groups in a little bit on them. And uh, if not, if it's anywhere around half inch, then that's fine. It's really for positional practice at 100. Now that I've got my barricade built at 100, and uh, I'm going to start running the craft drills and uh, running it with a couple of different barrels to see, you know, you know how I run it with the 25 Creedmoor, I run it with a 6 Creedmoor, I run it with uh, my Dasher, and now the 223. And I may run it with a Grendel, the gas gun, to see how it does with the gas gun. But I don't ever like shoot that. That's more of like a predator gun. That's what I kind of build it for. But yeah, I'll, I'll try it with that too. And uh, I'm excited about it. You get going on that, and then I'll be. I, I am a subscriber with uh, Riflecraft stuff, so I'll submit my targets in and look at the suggestions or whatever. I did. I didn't have any craft targets printed out, but. I did have some, I don't even know where they came from, because I didn't buy them. I think my brother-in-law came in from shot, and he left them in my little tote that I have on my target, but there are these, you know, you're the the round ring targets that go out like eight inches or some shit like that, and uh, I've, I've stapled some of those up and went to my 200-yard barricade. This is prior to me building the... I haven't shot off of the new one, but the 200-yard barricade, which wasn't... The, the boards weren't lagged in. They just had three screws in. Well, they haven't held up very well. This one, the new one's lagged in, so I'm not worried about those levels drooping or moving or being rickety or whatever. But the other one is pretty rickety. I'm going to end up just cutting that thing down because it's cemented in. I'm not going to pull it up. I'm just going to cut it at the bottom. But regardless... I put one of those targets up, so it's a big freaking what's that? A four MOA target at two hundred yards, and I didn't even. I, this was with the fire forming dasher ammo. Like I don't even know if I had a good zero on. Uh, I basically had it a little high at a hundred, and it's like it's it's good for two hundred. So I took it out two hundred and ran ten rounds. We hit every every level. And it came out to right around, an two inches, right? So one M away, and I had like one or two that got away from me. I counted them, but one or two that got away from me. But hey, they got away from me. It was a, it was a bad trigger pull, and but I, I believe there's uh Chris is onto some really good stuff with the rifle craft and. I can't wait to start doing it at 100 and, you know, basically checking my zero. You got a good zero. You know know what to expect, right? Shoot a little tiny little group prone. Great. Now get off your belly and shoot at all these positions. So I'll just shoot it off that barricade. Obviously, it won't be all of the positions. It'll be standing. It'll be like high kneeling and then seated. I'm not sure which one of the... Which one of the lower levels will be more appropriate seated? seated. Probably the 24-inch level, but I'll check it out. Um, either that or I'll just take my tripod that's got the uh, tack table and shoot that seated. I can probably just run the barricade. But anyway, I'm excited to get on that because I'm, I'm excited to actually do some training. It's hot as balls, so I'll probably do it later in the evening or maybe on the weekends, do it in the morning. Uh, I don't want really to do it too early cuz I do have one neighbor and don't want to disturb them. Not that they've ever cared. They knew before they started building out here that I shoot. In fact, when they were when they came out here to to like look at the land to buy, I was shooting. I was actively shooting. I don't remember I was in low development or something back then. And uh you know, they I saw them coming up and I knew who they were. They were the ones looking at buying the land. I went in and spoke to him and everything. It's great. We're we have a great rela- neighborly relationship. So uh but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um the two twenty three ammo, things will work out fine. I don't have to I bought it cheap enough to where I don't feel like I'm wasting it's not wasted ammo, you're training, you're getting better. But you know, I had all the plans, intents purposes of using the like Fiochi bullshit ammo. And I don't have to now. I'm sorry to pause. I have a text message. and That's why I paused. Sounded like a a retard. Okay. I'm texting my wife my food order. She just got her nails done, and she's going to be picking up food. So I want the blackened chicken Caesar salad. Boom. It's just so delicious at that place. Anyway, um, but, yeah, I don't have to shoot the uh, – that that stuff was literally shooting, like, two inches. So Chris did an episode recently on RifleCraft about – it was, a, like, a question-and-answer episode. And it was basically one of the questions was about using shit ammo for training. Do you get anything out of it? he said, well, he made a very good point basically what you would do is like shoot shoot the ammo prone you know what is the ammo rifle combination capable of then shoot the craft drill subtract basically what that size group was from your craft number well from what you shot right so if you shot let's say the the ammo best it would be would be one MOA and you shot and it was two your your you shot the rifle craft drill and it was two MOA, well then you would basically subtract the one MOA from that makes you your craft number be a one MOA. I think that's how he said it. I don't know. So I'm hoping I have to worry about that because I'm gonna be, you know, using decent ammo. So if it's it's a half inch, great. You know, no one's gonna shoot half inch positional 12-shot groups. I mean, I'm not going to say nobody, but I'm not. So if it shoots half-inch at 100 prone, that's plenty good for me to do this training and then be able to, to track my progression, right? And I think that's the important thing. So I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. All right, let's get on to this weekend. This weekend... I believe Josh is coming down. He's flying his little plane down, and he's going to hang out. He's going to go fishing, and then I think uh, Monday we're going to do an in-person podcast. So he's going to come into Greenville, and we'll drink a couple beers and smoke cigars and do a podcast. Now, that's going to be awesome. It's always awesome having Josh on, but what's really cool is I have recently purchased a new microphone system for recording on my phone so this is it's called the uh saramonic ultra compact 2.4 gigahertz dual channel wireless microphone system and it basically has two okay so it has for my phone for an android it has the um what usb c input it has the receiver that plugs up to the bottom of the phone And then it has two Bluetooth um, transmitters. Now, the transmitters have microphones built in and a clip. Like, you just clip the transmitter. It's probably about the size of... Fuck, I don't know what to compare it to. I don't know. It's like two inches by two inches, something like that. Small, lightweight, you could just use that. Or it comes with lavalier mics that you can use, connect to to them. And actually, I've tested it, and the audio... Sounds great both ways, but it does sound a little bit better with the lavalier mics plugged in. But it's going to make recording with a live guest awesome. Like, I don't have to take my computer, I don't have to do anything, just take these microphones with me, take my phone with me, and hit record. Now, I also paid for, I didn't use a cheap free one anymore. Um, Typically, if I've been doing truck casts and stuff, the max amount of recording time is an hour and a half. I purchased a obviously not free recording app that I'm going to be using for just podcasts. Like it's got a lot of things you can do, editing, features, if you want to do that, um, but it has no time limit. So, I mean, I can be anywhere and record a podcast with a guest and audio sounds good. It's not going to be used. I've also been using most times if I'm doing truck cast with people or whatever, it's been my phone. And that the old app, and just using the actual built-in phone microphones, which it's almost like talking on a speakerphone, audio quality has suffered. the audio I don't know that you'll be able to tell much of a difference in the audio quality with these new mics as you are this one, and I've got a pretty expensive microphone in front of me now, so it's it sounds pretty good me, the from the testing I've played with. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. I'm, I'm invested in the podcast guys. You know what I'm saying? I don't make any money, I'm not asking for any money, but, uh, I spend it because I enjoy doing it. You got, you guys enjoy listening to it. I'm seeing a little bit of growth. I'm liking it. Um, speaking about that, that's the, related to that is the reason for this, this whole episode really. Oh, uh, so as much shit. And rightfully so, that I have talked about social media and my personal feelings about social media. And you guys, I'm sure, share the same feelings, but probably still have social media for one reason or the other. I, you know, had deleted social media like what a year or two ago. I don't remember when it was I deleted my Instagram and Facebook pages, but I did. I deleted them, they're gone. And life has been fucking wonderful. You know, it's less me on my phone, because you get sucked into it. I know, like, I, I, I had it. Jesus Christ, my phone's ringing. I ought to had it on vibrate, and it is a spam call. Fuck your mother. So, you know, when I had social media, I, it, I wasn't one of those that, like, you would see know, at a restaurant or, like, a sports game or whatever, where they're just dudes or girls or kids just, uh, like, staring at their phones, addicted to their phones. That wasn't me. But I could notice being being pretty objective, trying to be at least. You know, I could, uh, I, I noticed, like, man, you know, I could be doing something else other than sitting here, you know, looking at someone's fucking dinner they had tonight. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um and, and you know the 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 Instagram page was a podcast only page and then on Facebook it was my personal account that I started a Just Efficient podcast Facebook group from what I can tell I think you can still go in that thing. I don't know if anybody's posting or not. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I think it's still there. Um but you know it, it's been awesome not having it like, it, it really has. You know, the only thing I'm on when I'm on my phone is either Sniper's Hide or, like, the ESPN Plus app watching soccer games or something like that. You know, it's... uh, I was, Or looking at some news stuff, just catching up. But it's, you know, I'm on my phone way less than I was then, which is great. I think everyone should be that way. And I'm also, even more so, happy about Not having my data farmed out to the highest bidder for all that stuff, right? But as others will tell you, in this type of workspace or industry or whatever you want to call it, I don't know. You almost have to, to to really grow, you almost have to have social media because you know, that t- in the year 2022, it's kind of like the, the town square, but worldwide. And it's a lot easier for you to get something out directly to, you know, to your listeners or if it's a viewer, if you're more of like a video, like a YouTube channel or whatever. And I've started a, i have started like I have a YouTube channel, but there are, there's only one video on it and it was like a I think, a gun control rant last year. How convenient and appropriate. But uh, I haven't done anything else. Like I got not only really know, I haven't even looked at it since. Since posting, I haven't even looked at it. I may even delete it. But regardless, you in having these types of, if you want to call it a business, or being in this industry, it, it's become the 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 necessary evil, if you will, to have social media. Well, I don't want my personal information farmed out. So what I plan, what I'm asking you guys is, you guys have to comment in the comment section to for me to get this feedback from you. But would do you, the listener, would you f- find benefit in... There being a new Just F and Send It social media presence. And I want you to comment yes or no, fuck it. Say the way it is, grow organically, whatever. I'm leaving this up to you guys. Like, cause I'm not decided either way right now. I, I have not taken, this is something I've literally debated with myself just today, hence why I'm doing this podcast. I wanna know from you, the listener, whom, Hopefully you are a long-time listener. Or you listen to you download all the episodes and you enjoy it. Hope so. I want to hear from you because you are going to make this decision for me. Do you want there to be another Just F and Send It podcast social media account or page? If the answer is no, great. I want you to comment no because I'm going to like I'm gonna tally them up. There was, you know. X amount of yeses, and there were X amount of nos. Now, if your answer is yes, there's going to be a second tally. Do you want, would you prefer Facebook, or would you prefer Instagram? So, Instagram, obviously, we all know what these social media platforms are. You know, yeah, there's there's all the other ones. There's there's Minds, there's, I don't know, what the fuck Trump ones, Trump, one is of the major ones, you know, I currently have a Gunspace one, but no one's on that shit. Um, but, you know, of the main ones, Twitter's probably not, I, I've never been, I hate the word tweet, Twitter, that's just not going to happen, regardless of Elon buying it or not. But do you, you know, I want you to say, if the, your answer is yes, I want you to say yes, Facebook, or yes, Instagram, um, or no. I'm going to tally them all up. If the yeses outweigh the noes, then I'm going to then tally up. All right? There was more Instagrams than Facebook. Honestly, they're owned by the same assholes, so I don't give a shit either way. Um, but the thing is, here's the catch. This is my only compromise, is that it will not be on my phone. So it won't be a, a video of me on my phone and then hit instantly post of anything or whether it be a, a video or a picture or whatever. What I'll do is there'll be probably on my work computer at, at, at my office on my desktop. I will take pictures with my phone, send them to my computer, and then upload them via a web browser um, with a VPN and... Uh, on a Brave browser, but that's, that's the plan. That's my, if it was the only option me having on my phone, it's no dice. It's not happening. Um, this is my only option. This is my only way that I would potentially participate in social media. Um, I will say this, it's uh, the one, the uh, one and only thing that I miss about, having a facebook account is like my like match updates or whatever as far as when i had social media which one did i enjoy like using more it was instagram but which one did i get more what's the way to say it i guess benefit from was facebook simply because i got i was more in tune with because that's where everyone use it advertises everything now right so that's social media now. It used to be forums. It used to be all, you know, whatever, word of mouth. That's when no one did anything. But now we're in the age where, like, there's complete businesses. that I mean, businesses that completely run off of Facebook. You know, they, they don't have their own website. They have a Facebook account, a Facebook page. And that's where product announcements, that's where event announcements, we're all that's where they're all done. And I, I hate that that's the case. Well, I hate it that. That's the space in which we have and the assholes that own them. That's what I, I dislike most. Um, but here we are. If if Elon bought Facebook and Instagram, I'd rather him do that than Twitter, honestly. I mean, I'd be a lot happier about having a, a Facebook or Instagram account if he would do that. But I've, just, I've never had Twitter and ever since its inception. I remember it. I remember... The first time hearing about Twitter was on a radio, like a, an FM radio show on my way into work when I was in the Air Force in like 2007 or 8. I was like, what the fuck is a Twitter and a fucking tweet? Like These are grown men saying the word tweet, like retweet, tweet. I was like, this is the gayest shit of all times and I kind of still feel that way. So, like, Twitter's not happening, regardless who's running. I don't care if Ted Nugent bought Twitter. I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave this up to you guys. This is going to be your decision, because, I mean, honestly, me, for me personally, I'd rather not have it at all and have to fuck with it. But if you guys want that, visual you know aspect of the podcast whether it be video whether it be pictures whether it be any of that this is really the only way until everybody jumped off of the facebook and twitter or not twitter well yeah facebook twitter and instagram bandwagon and went to one of these other more normal the new newer less asshole-ish social media platforms which it just hasn't happened well, when that time comes, I will completely get away from those and then jump, you know, head first into, the, into those platforms. I have a, a, now I don't even know what my password is, but I have a Minds. Uh, I started a Minds account. I don't really know much about it. And what are some of the other ones that I've jumped on? I don't know if I still have on my phone. I mean, I had a parlor, but it didn't last long before it got shit-canned. After the election or whatever, everyone knows about that. I don't know. I think that's the only one i got on my phone now is Mines. Yeah, so I think you can find a Just F and Send It PC. I think that's what the uh, it is over there. If you're on Mines, hit, i, I got to log in. Like I, I'm not. It's, the app is not even logged in on my phone, but uh, I will log in and eventually and see – if people have, I mean, I've made some like initial posts and like co- posted a couple of pictures of it I mean, on it, but I haven't checked them because I don't hear anybody talking about it. So no one's on it, no one's doing it yet. So uh, why invest time and energy in it? But if you, if you guys, the listener, it's about not about what I want, it's about more so about what you want. If you want me to be on social media, if you think, if you uh, support what I'm doing, no, don't do it, don't give into it, great. Post that. Comment that. If you do want a social media presence of some sort from the Just Evans Podcast, comment on, under this episode, yes, and then you slash Instagram, slash Facebook, whatever. Um, and that's about what I wanted, but you guys have got to participate. So the comments... Honestly, uh, the you know the downloads are doing great, but the con- the the interaction. I mean, that's been our way for you guys to comment, and me to get feedback, or and then me to you know comment back, or or whatever. And that's how it's been. It was doing great, but you guys have kind of fall off, falling off of the the comment train. So I need some, I need some comments um, to let me know what do you want to do, and that's what we'll do. Um, I will do it. I will start one if. I'll start one next week if, if that's what, you know, the consensus is that you guys want it. Um, let's see if there's anything else for a go, a little tidbit stuff. Um, I think I'm going to sell my boat because I think I've got it sold for 15 grand more than what I paid for it, um, which would be pretty cool. Yep. Uh Oh, Baker Wings! I finally got my Baker Wings from MDT last week, and I didn't know how I was gonna feel about them. Like I was, I right, well, let me try them out. So I've got a gamer plate that I I've quit using it. Um, the only time I would use it now, like I have it, in, I think I have it, in my pack. If I were to use it in a match tomorrow, how I would use the gamer plate would be how you see other some other people, you know. um, I know Morgan King uses it like this a lot. Uh, I've seen, I think, John Pinch use it like this. But basically, you put the gamer plate with, like, the supplied, well, it's not supplied, you got to buy it extra, the, the Armageddon gear bag that connects to it, a little small flat bag or whatever, uh, the gray ops plate, um, is put that at the front to use underneath the front, support it, support it by the barricade, and then rear tripod. I don't ever use rear tripod. I'm thinking I should probably try to implement that more, like train with it, and I'm, I very much plan to do so uh, out here at 100 yards of barricade and see the difference. So basically shoot one shot standing, then kneeling, then sitting, and then run it with the, the tripod rear and see, you know, time it and see how – how the tighter the groups suck in from there. Um, and, you know, I, I know it's more stable. I've done it before, it, and it's obvious. If you've got rear support, it's obviously easier. But, you know, you do have that cumbersome aspect of carrying the tripod, deploying it on the clock, and then navigating through the, the different positions. If it was a static thing where, okay, it's all this one position that's, like, standing... Then that's easy, right? You don't you don't move the tripod, but you know when you're you've got to be dynamic with it. So that's my plan is to try that. So, but that's the only real place that I use the gamer plate now. But the Baker Wings offered, I think, a little bit of the same benefit that you would get from running the gamer plate, you know, the way it was intended to be used initially, but. It doesn't raise your height over bore. And I mean, I, I, I don't really use the top of my scope to, or with my support hand. Right. So my left hand, it goes basically like C clamp over now a hand guard. But before I got the new chassis with the, t- the full length rail on top, um, I had the, the short night vision bridge basically in the same position where I would do that. Right. So, and then I had a little, uh, I found it on Amazon, like a little. It's meant for like AR 15 shit, but basically it's like a thumb hook. So you've all seen the, what is it called? The Sykes clutch thing that uses a QD, I mean, uh, a QD cup, flush cup type scenario. And it's a little round peg that comes out. It, you know, it basically took the place of that, but it didn't roll and it was M lock, right? Well, the Baker Wings give me that same. That same place to to grip if I don't want to go all the way over the handguard, but yet also does you know mitigate a little bit of the left to right movement. All while I can, that's another problem with the plate. If you run the plate, then and that's running all the way basically flush to your magwell. Well, that's taking up your arca space, right? So if you're running, let's say you wanted to shoot bipod you want to bring in a bipod to shoot in tight or bring it in tight to to shoot off top of like a a, like a drum, like a 55-gallon barrel, right? Then the plate's in the way. You can't run the bipod all the way back. But the Baker Wings go above the Arca and, and obviously connect, uh, connect via M-Lock to your handguard or your chassis. And you, it completely leaves your Arca, you know, completely free to be able to burn the bipod back as far as you want. And uh, so, just only running it on the barricade once, and then here in my reloading room doing some dry fire. Yeah, it it I'm telling you it it's noticeable when you see. So on my indoor dry fire and training system, it's got an A frame target on it that has a was a two MOA plate and then a one and a half MOA plate, and then the KYL rack has a one MOA plate, right? Uh, which I mean, positionally, it looks pretty damn tiny. I can definitely tell it probably cut my wobble down probably in half to where the reticle movement in that 1 MOA plate is, I mean, it's not coming off the plate. So, yes, there's still a little bit of movement. It's not, you know, prone, but it's as close to being prone without a tripod rear as you're going to get that makes sense. It's as clo- it's, it's probably the, st- the most stable way of that I've found to run a, a rifle just so the front supported, right? So off a of barricade or whatever. So I'm excited about using them in a match. Um, I did weigh it because that 28-inch proof con- contour barrel is a fucking pig. I did weigh the rifle with the full-length internal weight kit no external weights on the chassis Um, scope. That's the tangent theta with the ARC um, mount, the new mount, the embrace mount, and with the bridge that goes over the top for like the pick rail on top. I'm going to eventually get a red dot to run. I'm going to try red dot. See how I like it. I may not keep it on there, but I'm going to try to run it. But Basically, with the empty mag, it weighed with the weights on the internal weights. It weighed 24.8 pounds, 25. That's about what my MTU 26 inch, 25 Creedmoor barrel weighed with external weights. That I felt I, I shot it that way at the uh, Frontline Fury, and while stable, And, you know, it does obviously mitigate recoil better. And it was balanced. So, as others have said, and I've said, it's not necessarily just about how heavy is your rifle, as much as it is where is it heavy? How does it balance, right? You know, I had it balanced, really, some asshole on Sniper's Hide had a post, um, I'm not going to say his name, but basically talking shit about the Accuracy Obsession Vision chassis, about about its ability to balance and everything. He had a, a picture of his rifle on a, what was it, a one-inch board, and he had it balanced, like no bag. It was just bouncing on that. He had like a one-inch wide board chucked up in a vise and then had the rifle balanced on it, like found its balance point, right? And so so what I did, I actually have a, a half inch. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. I don't remember. I have a, a half inch piece of like miter board, if that's what it's called. MDF board, maybe that uh, it was a gift. It has my like D dot Baker engraved in it. And it's a half inch wide by four inch tall by like, I don't know, 10 inches long. So what I did was I took it and just s- stood it up on the half-inch end on top of my barricade in my reloading room. It wasn't screwed to anything. It wasn't in a vice. It was literally just you take it and set it up kind of like a domino, and then I put my rifle the way it was, and I bounced it like three inches where it needs to be, three or four inches in front of the magwell on that loose piece of half inch board and then took a picture of it and showed it to him basically like, Oh, does this mean if this is half inch and yours is one inch, is this is twice as good as yours. You know, just fucking with him cause he's an idiot. But so the rifle was balanced. It was just heavy as fuck. And I could tell in the frontline fury that like I felt those extra few pounds as far as the total overall weight in moving it, From, I know one stage in particular at the Frontline Fury that it was basically 4 by 4 posts that were, you know, concreted in, and you're shooting, there's like multiple heights, and it's just posts coming out of the ground. And some were super low, some was basically, like one was, you're basically prone, like high prone, and then the next one was kneeling, it kind of goes all the way up like a ladder, but they're just like individual 4 by 4 posts coming out of the ground moving and it's they're, they're spaced out pretty far apart i could tell that i was pretty slow in the transition and i it, it just came it was just obvious to me that it was it was just too heavy so with this barrel being that it is heavy i wanted a longer barrel to get the speed that i wanted with less powder right so i wanted to to have as little a powder charge as I could to still be efficient in the case, you know, case capacity, efficiency, or whatever, Um, and, uh, you know, be able to seat the bullets back, you know, but and still get a a velocity that I wanted. So that 28 to 2900, preferably right there in the middle, 2850-ish, with less powder. And I, I really feel I have no problem doing it. If anything, I might be too fast. I don't know. But regardless, so what I did was I took the internal weights out, and now as it is right now with the Baker Wings fully, no bipod, Baker Wings on, barrel on, mag empty mag in, scope, uh, send it bubble level, it it comes in right at 22 pounds. I think that 21 to 22 pounds is about as good as I'm going to get it. So... I'm pretty happy with the weight, and it's bouncing perfectly. It, it, it feels right. So I'm excited to shoot a match with it. I don't know when my next match is going to be. I know I was asked on online on Cypress Hide if I was going to shoot uh, one day, which is next weekend. No, it's coming the weekend. Uh, I think it's the 25th at Frontline. And I'm, I made a comment that I was like, Fuck no. It's been over a hundred degrees a couple times already this week. And it's like beginning of June and you know, it's, I made a, I made a comment of, I, I I guess I just can't handle heat like I used to. So I used to be out there. I mean, it didn't matter. It could be as hot as it can get. And yeah, I got hot. Sure. But it wasn't, you know, that big of an issue now. I guess getting older. I'm not old. I'm you know I'll be 36 next month. Yeah, I'm not old, but just getting older. I, I can't. I just can't take heat like I used to. Like it affects me sooner and worse than what it used to. So, the migraine, the tunnel vision, the throbbing in uh, my like my vision is th- if it makes sense. Tunnel vision, like my my head and, and vision is throbbing. Uh, nausea. All, all kind of shit it it hits me sooner even when I prepare in advance with electrolytes and all that stuff like I've, I've done it all and it definitely helps more than drinking beer for sure but it's it's still like i I can't expect to perform or even really enjoy my time in that heat but at the same time I look at it as well it's either. I mean, I've shot, what, two, three matches this year only. Here we are, June. I want to shoot. So I may have to, like, basically sign up for the match, and if it looks somewhat even close to promising or forgiving, if that's the right description, you know, go shoot it. If it's like, all right, yeah, that that day it's going to be 98 degrees, 85, 90% humidity, and feel like 105, probably not going to shoot it. So that's probably where I'm at. Um, I'm, I don't know if I got anything planned next weekend or not. This weekend, we're going to a North Carolina FC um, soccer game. It's like a triple A baseball equivalent in soccer. Um, and it's an hour and a half of the road. So I'm going to take Jack's, go see it. He's, uh, he's super excited. I'm super excited. Um, he starts, you know, travel, soccer in the fall. I'm really excited. I wasn't excited about that until I was. So I'm actually pretty pretty boosted about that. But anyway, that's enough rambling. I'm an hour into it when I expect it to be like a 25-minute episode. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, definitely wasn't anything riveting, I'm sure. But this is really more so a request for your help and your input. I need you to... Basically make the decision for me. And based on the comments is going what I'm going to do. So if you guys got any other questions, uh, concerns, gripes, bitches, moans, um, you can either comment or you can send me an email directly. That's how your best way to get hold of me now. Just effing send it, pc at gmail.com. And um, I can help out from there. So until next time guys, hopefully it'll be this weekend or I should say Monday. And if that's the case, I'll post it up either Monday night or Tuesday. It should be another episode with Josh Coons from Patriot Valley arms. It's always a good time having him on. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from you guys on that, on, on those episodes that he's been on. I think he's probably my most recurring guest. I think he's been on three, three times, three, four times. Um, Either way, it's it's always good to have him on. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's a great mind to pick in the world of precision. And I'm sure we'll talk some fishing and some other shenanigans from there. But until then, guys, appreciate it. Have a good one. Catch you on the flip.